Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, I sat down with New York City comedian May Durant for the second time, this time to talk about self-help. May, over the last couple of years, has, uh, as she puts it, reprogrammed her brain. So she did that with self-help books and really looking inward. So she's got a lot of amazing and really fun uh, methods and theories that she's come up with and read about for how to change uh, her life. And I think other people could take a lot away from this too. Um, You can follow her on all social media at May underscore Durand. I'll put it in the show notes and on TikTok at Open Mike Hero. Um, And she's also in New York doing comedy. So follow her there. You can see her shows. As always, you can follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. Um, and if you're in New York, come check out Ope, a comedy show every single Thursday at Ferns in the East Village. With that, let's get into the episode. My yeah. life's in shambles. That's what I. That's yeah, what I'm it sounds saying. like it. I'm all over the place. Oh man. Um. Yeah, how have you been? I've been you were really on good. last time, like what, a year ago, talking about sci-fi. I was talking about sci-fi, yep. and then I upped it. Now, now I'm the sci-fi. Now because, you're the sci-fi because I am reprogramming myself. Okay, it's called reprogramming. Please, yeah, oh, I need yeah. to hear. I need to hear about. Is this part of? Because you want to talk about self-help. Is this part of yeah. that, or is that okay? It's all a part of it. Getting into it's it, all connected. I am ready for this. And this um, is, and you know how excited I was about talking sci-fi. Oh yeah, I'm more excited about talk, talking about self-help. Amazing. Because <laughs> honestly, I've seen your life, and <laughs> <laughs> you walk in and you were just like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> this has only gotten worse. <laughs> I will say though, it got into the part where it got so bad where I over corrected my self-helpness to the mm. part where i thought i was jesus christ and wow yeah because i was, was it that being, in there how was it being jesus christ stressful cool. I <laughs> no you just ignore all prayers oh great <laughs> <laughs> you just tell people how great you are personally great. and just tell them to follow you amazing follow me <laughs> it's just like being a comic yeah <laughs> just like ignore what the audience wants do what you want tell them to follow you on instagram exactly wow. who knew jesus christ was a comedian? i am now understanding how you got to this point like immediately i was like oh i get it yeah <laughs> it like, makes more sense right <laughs> like it was okay so how it happened because i felt like i had to deprogram myself sure because I don't know if you know this part, I was in a cult for a very long time. We're, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Is, is there like a 10-second backstory or a longer backstory if you want to get into that? 10 seconds. Um, I was baptized twice, once okay. as a Catholic and the other was as a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And Jehovah's Witness is like more intense where you can't like do anything. Sure. Especially as a woman. And then when I left, I didn't leave. I escaped. And then... <laughs> <laughs> More like I, I would just like kind of like they were preaching and I was just like, you know what? Let me just back away slowly yeah. and then ignore all the calls <laughs> and okay. then just stop going. And then I would just like I felt like when I moved to New York, it was the first time I was by myself with mm. my thoughts. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, like a lot of time with your thoughts in this city. A lot of time. There's a lot of, a lot of time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're crying in public, people tend to leave uh, you alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're like, mm, 
she needs her time. <laughs> There's like a few benchmarks in New York. It's like af- after you've been there five years, you've cried in public at least once. After you've been in Brooklyn for 10 years, you become at least bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules. It's just what it's happens. exactly what happened that is to me. What, you move at 22 and then at, by 32, you're like, yeah, I like everything. I don't know what oh, you want. I don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm still got, I'm one. I live in Manhattan. Also, only been here six years. So I'll okay. keep the people updated okay, you four know, years from now. In Manhattan, exactly. It's like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Gonna turn into you. But um, when I came to New York, it was just one of those situations where I was like, oh my God, everything that I know is is not right. Like, that's not how the mm. world works. Yeah. It's almost like- Where are you from again? Florida. Florida, okay. But the South, like South Florida. Sure. Not with Orlando where like people Miami. are there. Well, Miami too. But there was like oh. witnesses there, but they were just like not in the open. Gotcha. Or at least they're not supposed to be. And then so like when I was by myself thinking about it, I was like, holy shit, I need help. Where where should I go? (laughs) (laughs) So I followed like a bunch of like TikTokers who were just like, oh, you should read this. You should read this. So I went into this whole like rabbit hole of just reading all these self-help books and being like, I need to fix everything. (laughs) And... (laughs) When I did that, I was like, oh, I don't like a lot of things that I was doing on my own. I realized I was doing it based on the patriarchy and the um, and, you know, everything that I learned in the church or whatever and nothing independently or nothing like based on my thought or my feelings. Okay. so it was part of like dividing that and figuring out what I want to do and what will work for me. Okay. yeah, this seems like a big uh, a big internal transformation. How quickly did it happen? Because like when you started saying like, oh, yeah, I, I like made this change. It, the way you said it made me think it was like quick. Was this like a quick th- or was that slowly happening over the, the time that you've been in New York? So, right. It does feel quick. It really does feel quick because it was like a lot of of uh, transformation and stuff like that. But it's it's more of a it's like a switch, really, because mm. that's what I learned from uh, the book yeah uh becoming supernatural because i was like if i want to reprogram myself i'm gonna have powers sure yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. why not you know (laughs) fucking go for it that's not what the book was about oh no hell of the sea fall (laughs) i would just like become a supernatural hell yeah i'm gonna start floating shit like matilda one one star don't have mind control (laughs) (laughs) after reading this it was okay so what i learned from that book is pretty much everything is a decision everything is a choice mm-hmm. and even your feelings so however you're feeling like oh my god my parents were never there for me you could totally disconnect from that mm-hmm. and just be like okay whatever and then move on you don't yeah. need to be connected to to your past feelings yes it's kind of low-key teaching me how to be a psychopath too sure which they know how to I, live yeah <laughs> I, I think that's part of being in new york too is everyone just becomes a little more selfish as they live here longer um but then it gets even better because there's there's a meditation that they do where you literally disconnect from everything where you just feel nothing and you are nothing mm. and you recognize yourself as nothing Damn. and then oh no it gets better and you're then taking- you acid while you're doing this like <laughs> i was on shrooms <laughs> ah, there you go <laughs> i was definitely on shrooms but uh-huh. it made the experience even so much better because <laughs> it, it disconnected you from everything and then made made you connect to everything at the same time mm-hmm. so then you realize oh i'm nothing and yet 
I'm everything. You're part of a whole. No, I'm no. everything. Everything. Because okay. you're like mar- molecules and atoms. Sure. Everything is molecules and atoms. It's true. So, and then when you learn quantum physics, and then they were just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I going too deep? No, no, no. <laughs> it's early in the podcast, but you know. <laughs> We got the GNTs going, so let's oh, yeah. just fucking do it. You know, we, have you done DMT yet? <laughs> no, I have not done DMT. <laughs> I'm a little, from what I've heard about it, I'm a little scared. Why? It sounds intense. Why? Because you're dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like mean, the death yeah. part kind of gets the you. Whole, like, yeah, <laughs> the whole like full ego death. I think if I'm gonna do anything in that like realm, I would want to do an ayahuasca like retreat. Oh. rather than or at least to start and i've never done one but i'm like more intrigued by the like the the spiritualness of it where like mm-hmm. dmt is just like it it seems um it seems like it'd be very it could be very extreme mm-hmm. without like if i were gonna take it myself not really having any idea what i was fucking doing and do it wrong that's the that's what I'm more afraid of. And then the ego death that's like, I kind of feeling pretty good about my life right now. Like that's I was like, maybe when talking? I'm like maybe when I'm like down, like I'm having a tough time. I'm I like realize my ego's an idiot and like <laughs> you gotta kill this bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the reason why I wanna do DMT is because I realized that my understanding of death was based on Christianity. Mm. So death is not necessarily what we may think of is, oh, you just go back to the ground and either go to heaven, hell, or purgatory. It was more of like, you know, your consciousness. So you already exist and you've always existed. So it's it's more of like your consciousness jumping into a different dimension. Mm, Okay. And you're living a whole nother life. Yeah. Have you um, read or watched the short story called The Egg? No. All right. I'm going to send that to you. Please. So I want to like I want to talk about it and I'll send it to you, but okay. the the whole premise of the story is that um it, it takes place from the vantage point of a a guy who just died and he's talking with God. Mm. And over the course of the short story you find out that God is telling this man that um he is his son, so he's God's mm. son. But the whole universe that they live in is just an egg for this being, this mm-hmm. this uh, god-like child being. And so that being, every time it goes down to earth and dies, it goes back up. But then God sends it down and makes that, it's God makes his child live the life of every single human on earth in the history of the earth oh that sucks that's to torture. become to become a god so oh, it's like god. Oh, so okay. like a, a, all of us are technically oh. the same being just living each of our lives Different. from our vantage point okay so like we're technically the same, same person but and the 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 point of the story is that after um i hope i'm doing a good job explaining this after he's after the being has lived every single life yeah. on earth then he will be his own god where he can start his own universe okay i've never heard that before okay. i'm I'll very send it interested to you. in it yeah because 
what I found out in my understanding is that we're all gods mm. in our own right because we are the reflection of the universe. So okay. pretty much everything that we do or want to do or have a desire to do, it's already been done because everything has happened already. Yeah. Time is a flat plane. Time you know? is irrelevant. <laughs> Time means nothing. Time is perspective. <laughs> but that book really like fucked up my brain because I would just like, holy shit. Like I didn't, for a second, I, I realized that I didn't even know who I was for a very long time. I was just a reflection of what other people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then I read The 48 Laws of Power. Everyone knows that book okay. with Robert Greene. Yeah, isn't that the one that is like banned in prisons? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. it's banned. You have to read it. You yeah. have to read True. it. True. Like, yeah, what if, are if they the hiding? government prison system's like, nah, this is a little too <laughs> accurate. Like, we don't want to get the give them any ideas. Then uh, probably a good read. It is such a good read, and then the reason why I read it is because so many people were against it. Of like, oh, it's gonna it's teaching you how to manipulate people, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I was such a people pleaser. The forty eight laws of power actually taught me to kind of like stop it mm-hmm. and kind of be you know grow balls and do my own shit yeah which i now i'm i'm in love with that book i think it kind of like helps you understand how other people are and how they treat you yeah. instead of like oh i'm just gonna use this to manipulate you know everybody it's just like mm-hmm. no it's more of like a how-to guide of being human yeah you know yeah it's um it's being a people pleaser is is tough until you kind of realize that like I, I think it's a reaction to feeling like everyone is always paying attention to you where really I, so the the way that I look at it is like if if I'm a people pleaser which I am like to an extent not as much as other people um, that I know in my life but mm-hmm. like if I'm trying to make everyone around me happy in my mind it's like oh yeah because they're like worried like I'm going to like lose them or they're going to think differently of me if I don't do this or something along those lines. But like once you kind of realize like people are very focused on themselves, mm-hmm. like if as long as you're not like actively harming them, they're like normally fine with you. You don't have to like go out of your way to like please these people uh, just to like get their attention. You're, yeah. It's okay to be just like neutral. It's kind of hard to say that, especially as comedians, because we try so hard to make people like I us. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're like, please love us. The duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like, I was such a people pleaser. It was more of, um, it was, I, I, I just couldn't live. I, I mm. For instance, case in point, I used to have this best friend who lived in New Jersey. And she, I can know. <laughs> <laughs> and she would be like, "Hey, you know, can you wash my kid?" Mm-hmm. And I would literally, right after work, you know, not be able to go to comedy, go take a train to take a bus to go to New Jersey to mm-hmm. watch her kid. And I'm just like, "Yo, I can't keep doing because I'm not living my life anymore." And then it kind of like reiterated in my head, like, you know what? If I'm living this and this is one one round that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking do what I want to do, yeah. you know. In a sense where I'm not, you know, hurting people, driving them off the road. I'm not gonna GTA. Yeah, you this killed book. the kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't have to help you anymore, freedom. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, I got superpowers now. <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing is, I low key do think I have superpowers. Okay, yeah. 
Let me. So, yeah. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Hit me with them. Let's get into it. Okay. So, um, I do have this joke about manifestation, like vision boards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, you've heard of it. Yeah. And the reason why that joke came about is because it did happen where um, we had a vision board and literally whatever, everything that we had in the vision board in its own way did come true. It was just like, eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be that simple. Take the trash out. You're like, <laughs> wow, I'm fucking killing it with this board. <laughs> like, I can see the goddamn future. That's a to-do right. list, okay? That <laughs> is vision not- <laughs> board, to-do list. It's all stuff I want to do. So, I don't- <laughs> Okay, but listen, it's, it's more of like, it was something like I was I was Please. playing it soft. I was playing yeah, it soft. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, I want to pay off my credit cards. Yeah. And then I paid off my Great. credit cards. That's could also be on a to-do list. But you have to understand, I had eight years, eight years of like credit card debt. Okay. And then right. to like, oh shit, all of my credit card is like paid off. Yeah. You don't really think that, oh, I'm doing this. You think, oh, the board, it has powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then for like, and then in like for a second, you realize, okay, I am in control of that board. Yeah. In a sense, I'm in power. Mm. So it's kind of like a, a reverse. And, and they keep saying like, you're just a reflection or the world's a reflection of your reality. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're looking in the mirror and the mirror is frowning, you can't force the mirror to smile. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one to, to make that change. Yeah. So literally, okay, maybe the board doesn't work. Maybe I... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not trying to say the board the board doesn't work because the, the board and like setting goals for yourself definitely does work. And I like your analogy of the mirror because like the board is in a sense a mirror of yeah. what you want. But again, it can't... The board can't pay your credit card debt for you, but it can make you look at it. Yeah. And so you have to take control there. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's more of a accountability. I guess it's a accountability board. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, you're not rich because why aren't you not rich? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. you not in the mansion yet? Or why are you not married? That's my it's mom's vision board. That's not my card, vision yeah. board. <laughs> But your mom, if, yeah. What's on your mom's vision board for you? Me? If you're the, if if she's making one for you, what's on there? It's me going back to school, becoming a doctor, and marrying a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, you gotta tell jokes online and on and in basements, and you know. I mean, what other life is there to live? You know what I mean? I, you know, the people that do this full time live a pretty fun fucking life. So do they? I feel like. There's like, okay, there's always work to it. People feel like, oh, you become a a full-time comedian, suddenly life's fucking easy. But like, you do, I do believe you have more control over your life as a full-time comedian than you do like working a day job. I, I believe so. Like, I don't think it's so much more that like everyone needs, like everyone should quit their day job and pursue fame because that would be a disaster. But like- Will it? If everyone is trying to be famous, that's what TikTok okay, is. I feel like, <laughs> like everyone... and that's a shit show over there. I love TikTok, <laughs> TikTok but it's a, is shit, not a show. shit show. It's, it's your algorithm. Show. It's your algorithm. My <laughs> algorithm is perfect. The app is a shit show. No, I There's love so that much app. crazy shit on there. I love TikTok too. I'm on it all day. <laughs> that's what I'm My own. boss is listening. I'm I'm not on it all day. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I love it so much, and then it's so funny that you say that because one of the, my self-help books actually made me quit my job. Yeah. But one of them. Wow. Okay. 
it was Mastery by Robert Greene, the same uh, author that made 48 Laws of Power, Seduction. He made a lot of books. But I read Mastery where it pretty much helps you master the skill that you want to be, Mm. which in a way I was just like, okay, how is this going to help me? And it was like a gift from my brother because I guess he just saw me as a bum and he was just like, you need to do something with your life. <laughs> is he a doctor and married to a lawyer? He actually and works like, for the government. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, he is so, <laughs> his life is so together, it's so annoying. Uh, I'm assuming he's the older one. Yeah, of course. With yep. the, living in Virginia, yep. white fence, probably has a dog. I don't know, I don't talk to him anymore. But like, <laughs> I, I love him to bits. I love him to bits. But it's just like, I could just take so much positivity from other people who are just mm. not in my field. Because if you talk to someone that has a nine to five, all they think of is nine to five terms. Like yeah. you work, you go to bed, you eat, you do this. It's just very scheduled. And I'm just like, I'm more of an artist. I need to just live life as yeah. is, you know? Yep. So mastery pretty much told you the reason why you're depressed. It, it wasn't like a Scientology type of thing. Like sure. depression is not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like depression is definitely real. But the reason why you're depressed is because you're not actually living um, the life that you're meant to live. Elaborate. Okay, I love Please, to elaborate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, this was, I was actually uh, listening to the audiobook as I was working because I realized I, I was working in a call center. Mm. I was low key, I was high key suicidal. Like it was really, really call bad. Call center. Making, making cold calls, making calls just anytime sucks. No, receiving calls. Oh, nonstop. God. Oh, my God. So it's like every time people call, they're like, oh, this is, this is what's wrong or how come my bill is so high or, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and then you get paid less than you deserve, obviously. Right. And then I was just like, I know, I knew I didn't want to work in a call center. The reason why I even was in a call center was because um, it was a job. Yeah. And then people tell you you need a job to to live, and then you get one, and then you realize you're not living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's literally an oxymoron. And then I read the book. Um, Think and Grow Rich, which also, yeah, I'm telling you, when I said I was in... You got in on it. I was just like, I'm fixing every aspect of my life. This is ridiculous. I'm done. I'm done being broke. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done, like, having to, like, work so hard. Like, if the Kardashian could live their life easily, I want the easy life, all right? I'm not trying to... What I need? Sex tape? You ready? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Camera's rolling, huh? Like... Let's get this part. We'll put this one on Vimeo, not YouTube, and then <laughs> Pornhub. I don't know. Some, some place will take it. Somewhere. Um. <laughs> and then they're like, who is it? Corey and May? Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Could be interesting. Let's give it a shot. We have the most basic names ever. Corey and May, yeah. It could be like a children's show. It, it, it feels like a it feels like a, a, a grandma with her kid. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, We're gonna bake muffins sweet. today. <laughs> but I was reading a rich and grow um think and grow rich, and then it was pretty much telling me like um the reason why nine to five exists is because you just need we society just needs something for people or regular people to do. Yeah, because. I've had so many nine to fives. I have so many office jobs and literally every office job is not important. Right. Anyone can do it. Even when I got fired and I'm just like, you guys need me. They survived. Yeah. They were fine. They're fine. They're, and they're but always going to be every fine. Company's, I, uh, so one of my last jobs, not the one I'm at currently, the one I'm at currently actually does like some cool stuff. The last one I was at, we were 
we're like a middleman and we were selling software to like in-house legal counsel so like lawyers who work for the company that helps them save money on lawyer bills at big law firms and so like I was like, oh, that's cool. And then after like two months, I went up to our chief of staff and I was like, hey, have you ever thought about how like we're really just moving money from one group of rich people to another group of rich people? <laughs> and, I was literally and she was like, yeah, I don't think that way. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I was like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So what we're doing here is pointless. Like this is so unimaginably pointless in the grand scheme of things exactly and i was making so much fucking money yep. off of it for like nothing yeah it's like all right cool so this is and that's exactly that's what a jobs lot of are. that's a lot of jobs that yeah. is a lot of different jobs and i and i and there's a, another book um i didn't finish it but i was starting it um it's called uh nine to five nine to five is a waste of time okay it's a great book. Pretty much is telling you how nine to five is indeed a waste of time because every because they they break down the job to the most remedial thing mm -hmm. where it's just like oh I just need a response to an email to send to this person so the ball could get rolling. So it's just yeah. passing emails, passing yep. emails. Yep. So literally, it's not. Is nothing. So that's why I found myself in depression because I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything with my life. Not contributing. I'm not contributing anything. It's yeah. a waste of time. Like I knew it was a waste of time. And it's, a, it's almost like I was like, like, phoning, like phoning it in. Like I was inside my yeah. head. I was that, hearing most myself. Most people end up doing that. Like, yeah. Like the, the corporate ladder, as they call it, is like, people always think it's like, oh, these people are like, their VPs or CEOs or whatever, like, because they're like smarter, they're better people. It's like, no, they just worked more hours than everyone else. And they kissed more ass. Like yeah. they're not more talented. They're not smarter. Mm -hmm. They are, I guess you could say they're smarter in a sense that they realized if they put more hours in, then they could, uh, then they would move up. And I shouldn't completely diminish. It is a talent to be able to work that many hours. Like without, yeah, without yeah. killing yourself. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. that doesn't mean they were the best person at the job. It just like they decide they turned that nine to five into their job and hobby and I, pastime. Because there's so and many people out there. I can't do that. That they're oh, the work life is our family. And yeah. um, my friends, we all work together. And like they don't have any life outside of mm -mm. their job. Mm -mm. Everything that they know has been inside of the job. Oh, that's. I mean, no disrespect. Some people, and I have friends that are just like, I love my job because it's yeah. something for me to do. I know what I'm doing. I'm good at it, yeah. which is great. I love that for her. I just couldn't for me. Yeah. No, you, you kind of have to be wired that way. Yeah. So like, and, and you gotta be a Virgo. most people are. You got to be a Virgo? Is that what you just said? <laughs> That's so Virgo. They love uh, schedules. <laughs> um, yeah, I need a little more, a little less rigidity uh, in my life. It's, most people are wired that way. And that's how you get like the middle class or whatever. They're like, they want to do the nine to five. They want to like feel like they're being productive and they want to go home and like hang out for a little while. And that's like, that's great. Like, like one of my best friends in the world is uh, like he's got his nine to five and he's got his wife and his two dogs and he plays video games. And I'm like, That's and I'll like, yeah, and I'll like hit him up and be like, hey, my company's hiring. Do you want to like take this job? It's way more money. 
And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And I, like in my mind, I'm like, are you st- like, how, like how I can't, that would never work for me. But then I'm looking at him and be like, well, he's fucking happy. So I, I, he, I can't say he's wrong. Does his wife know? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And his, and his wife, cause I feel like it's kind of like a King of Queens type of situation <laughs> <laughs> where the husband is like, I don't want to get a promotion. And the wife is no, like, please no, no, do. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because like what? What that would mean, like, if he took that, is, like, his hours would go way up. They would get, like, less time to hang out. Like, they have fun just living their life together. It wouldn't be, like, an incremental, like, here's an extra 5K, but you're still living the same life. It would be, like, no, no, you're working more. You're getting paid way more, but you are working more. It's, like, in the balance of, uh, like, work-life ratio, Mm. um, he feels like he's at the right one. Just working less but less money in my mind i'm like no no i always want more money and then i'll figure out how to work less after i get good at the job (laughs) i'm the same way all right so the first three months you're just like all right i'll do everything the the way you guys do it and then after three months i'm like all right we're doing it my way because this is gonna chop 10 hours off my week (laughs) i also learned this is a funny thing because this is from my brother and this is why he works for the government. He's so smart. He actually, um, the first time he was, had a job, he actually figured out a, a, a coding program to do the job for him. Yeah. I've heard of people getting sued for doing that. Well, then he, my brother did not do any of that. <laughs> what? I heard yeah. a story. You heard a story about one of your brother's coworkers. One of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't work for the government. They don't work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, anyway, what did one, one, one of your brother? It was, it was one undercover of, brother. Yeah. <laughs> what, did you, what did you? What? So, what did your undercover brother do? Um. Well, allegedly, Alleg- <laughs> he he created a whole program to do the job for him. Okay. And then it made, and then when he was not there to kind of like, you know, he turned off the program mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm not working, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Everyone is like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all confused. <laughs> yeah. And then when you walk into the corporate world, and mind you, can I just say, I do for a little bit love the corporate world only because I love income. Sure. Yeah. Because money's pretty cool in the capitalist society. Like it's amazing. Okay. Being able to just do whatever. Uh, We were talking about that right when you walked in. You're like, the dream is I could just tell people what I want and they'll bring it to me. That is. Yeah. That is the dream. And then the reason why it was just like, okay. When I first got my, because I was trying to do the the starving artist thing, wasn't sure. for me. No. I can't. Starve. I knew I could never do that. I one. couldn't. And I was like, I'll. I will between stand up and my day job, I'll work for thirteen hours a day before I do the starving artist. Yeah, thing. I, I can't. Oh my can't god, do it. it was. It's really bad. And those who do, like, kudos to you. Good, good on you guys. But guess well, what? They'll be dead in thirty. Guess who years, has but... all the job material though? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I was like, I could quit my job for probably two, three years and then get back into it. And they'd be like, what were you doing? I was like, oh, consulting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to be a consultant. That's the easiest thing. Like, yeah, it's cool. What are the projects you worked on? You just make some shit up. Like, what are they going to do? Who's going to check? Nobody's going to check. Or I'd have them talk to my old bosses because I did work for some people. You know, it's not like I'm that new congressman that made up everything. Uh, Honestly, he took it too far. He I kind of respect it. I love it. As a, as like, okay, as like a corporate 
and like American citizen as fucked up as a comedian. Good on you, buddy. That was I mean, that's really good. Exploit the system. I love it. He's but, showing us where the holes are. But my thing is, he's doing what everyone is doing. Hundred percent. I mean, he my, did it to a bigger extent. Yeah, I would never like, try to go and work for get an office. Like what, nah. dude? Aim lower. Like what are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> City council member, bud. Like, let's yeah, <laughs> let's like, start lower. Does, if he aimed lower, he would have he w- and worked his way up. No one would have known. Nobody. Nope. You're right. It would have been. You gotta lay low. Exactly. He went. Know? He was like the sun that went too close to the, yeah. To the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had this thought because I had like an eyebrow hair that was like up on my forehead, uh-huh. and it was like dark. It was like dark brown. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, there's a bunch of like white ones that I never noticed here before. But as soon as one of them was a little different, I was like, y'all got to go. Uh, every, <laughs> one <of you. laughs> every one of you. I was like, you got outed by that one. Oh. He, he, he was undercover and then he blew his cover. And oh, now man. all y'all got to go. You're like, no. <laughs> Dang it, brownie. <laughs> Someone just had to have a personality. <laughs> you just had to have melanin in you. <laughs> I was trying to be different, you guys. <laughs> I even tried going out curly. Yeah, yeah. No. The the individuals get ripped right out. Oh, uh, like, do you pluck or wax? Uh I probably pluck my eyebrows like twice a year. Maybe. Oh, with your hands? Do you no, no, with no. I got hands? tweezers. Oh, okay. Because sometimes guys are like, oh, I, I, you know, do this. I'll do that with my beard hair sometimes. Doesn't that hurt? Uh, sometimes they get loose. Like, they're just kind of like hairs on your head sometimes where it's just like you can feel it's loose. And so you do this and it just like comes out. Oh, yeah. I would never know. Yeah. I don't know. Highly recommend a beard. If you ever, I, if you could ever grow one, if uh, I could I grow beard, I think I would. Only to cover the blemishes. But. I don't see any <laughs> So you're good. You're good. All right. We're off track. Okay. Sorry. Um, oh, man. Okay. Where were we? What okay, were you talking about? So, so you were listening to Mastery. You were at this job in a call center. You ended yeah. up quitting this job. Because I was just like, it's not serving me. Yeah. And then I immediately regretted it because I was like, I'm not ready to leave this job because I don't have money. <laughs> I was, I should have I was like, you book. walk out the door, you check your, your bank account notifies you, you have 50 cents. And you're like, oh, oh never mind. I wish it was negative. Oh, no. I was like, holy shit. It was so embarrassing because at the time I was still living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he sent me money. And then I was like, yeah, you're going to send me a little bit more because I was overdrafted. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, he was like, how? much do you need and i was like if you could just send me like 200, <laughs> 200. for the subway I swear to god for the subway 200 oh no that was when i was still living in new york and i needed gas money uh, and you know travel money and yeah, yeah, yeah. he was low-key supporting my comedy career he just didn't know it he thought, he thought i was still in college <laughs> he thought i was still going to classes oh no um <laughs> Love you, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, that'll be all right. So, are you are you working now? Like, how? When you say you're you're reprogramming, okay. Like, 
what is the scope of changes? Give me like the picture a year ago. Like what was your life like? And then what is it like now? It's completely different. So I was definitely depressed. I was definitely like doing the whole normal depressed thing. Like you're crying all the time and yep. woes me, well, whatever. And then now I realize I'm not depressed anymore. I'm actually happy. Okay. Um, I do work, but the work that I do is literally I manifested this job. Because I always wanted a job where I didn't have to do anything and I wasn't important. I wanted. <laughs> I was, you remember the the guy with the red stapler in office space? Yeah. I wanted that job. Great. I wanted to people be like, "Mace here." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a little bit too big of a personality for people not to know that you're in. You, I'm you mute. like clam oh, up in the office. I don't even talk. Oh man, see, I know you as like like loud and fun like yeah they don't know that oh, they don't shit. know i do this All right. yeah. oh shit i am i'm I zipped no idea how people do that I, i'd like tell people immediately i can't it's too many questions like what are you doing tonight it's like ah, i got a thing and they're like what do you why you always have a thing i was like yeah i always have a thing like i'm doing this and i snap immediately i crack Oh man, I don't tell them anything because you know why? They do the whole, well, like, invite me to one of your shows and then mm -hmm. you do and then they don't come. And then mm. I have abandonment issues, so okay. I take it very personal. Gotcha. Um, not anymore because I disconnected from those emotions. Great. But like, it's <laughs> <laughs> part of what we're talking about. It's part of what it, it's yeah. part of the progress. Mm. But it was more of like, okay, so once the, when I reprogram myself, because it's more of a ongoing thing of like what do you want to do what you want to be in your life so i decided to kind of like okay what what do i who's the person that i want to be sure and then i was like i definitely want to be a comedian avi then i wanted to be the i want to be stylish i've seen you know all the the e-news and all that stuff i wanted to be the person that works out drinks water yada 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 <laughs> <laughs> That is like a thing, though. It's like hard. You gotta like be someone that drinks water. It's you like a have culture. to like it's really. A culture at this point, you have to like tune in. Like I gotta yeah. drink my water. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that ain't water, but yeah. Any any clear substance, really. There you go. Yeah. But it but it it let me realize that okay, well, what's preventing you from being that person now? Yeah, nothing. You. <laughs> You're the thing that's preventing Mind you from fucking blown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being like, I could be that person. I could be <laughs> any person I want to be. Yeah. That means I could be that quiet girl at the job that people don't know I do comedy. I could be the person that has all the answers. I could be Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like I could be everything. <laughs> <laughs> I could be everything and nothing at the same time. And I feel like that honestly took my whole. Not only that, it took my comedy to the next level too. Yeah. Which is another reason why I wanted to learn about self-help and all that stuff because, especially Robert Greene's book, because it teaches about human, um, like human interaction and human, you know, the natural laws of people and whatever. And with my comedy, it lets me understand, okay, well, what was this person thinking in this scenario? Mm -hmm. And I'm able to bring it on stage and like get it, like get a response from that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, um, have you read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? I have. Okay. It was for, for people that pretty much the premise of it, very short book was very just short, like, yeah. it was essentially like how to not care what people think without turning into a psychopath is kind of, and it's a little bro-y. It's not like, it's, yeah, I've read a lot of bro books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that helped me with comedy too. 
How? Like the the so my one of my biggest problems in comedy is that I'm always I'm I overthink when mm. I'm on stage. Um whenever I say something, I like get a scan of the room and if I could see people's reactions, then I will try to adjust what I'm doing to what I believe will work mm. better the next time. So like if I do a joke and it's a little dirtier and it doesn't really work, then I will like change up how I say the next joke mm. because of that. And then if that works or doesn't work, I'll like change that up and change that up and change that and whatever. And like we'll just end up having these like really bad sets where I was just like I wasn't in the moment. I was always thinking all over the place and like six months ago I was talking uh Chris and I did a show and it was like six weeks of like mediocre at best sets like i don't know what the fuck was going on i get in chris's car and i was like hey man uh how often do you think when you're on stage and he goes i don't think when i'm on stage just do my fucking act and i was like i should i should try that (laughs) i should try i was like what do i care if the one person up here doesn't like the one joke like the whole room's gonna like it more if I'm just selling it. If I'm yeah, yeah. being myself, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the one person thinks because in general, it'll be fine. Exactly. Like, it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. It will always be fine. Yeah. It will always be fine. And even though it's something so simple, it literally took me forever to realize it will always be fine because now my mindset going on stage is I'm, you know how people are just like, oh, if you're nervous, think of everyone as naked or in their underwear. Oh, no, Doesn't work. Probably. I don't like that. No. Instead, I just think of it as everyone is just mirrors. Mirrors. They're, they're just a reflection of me. So if I like the joke, well, they're going to like the joke. Oh, okay. So they're just a reflection of me. Yeah. That, I, I think that's kind of what I'm, that's, yeah, what I'm. Yeah. Damn, that's a good way to. I'm actually gonna do that. <laughs> you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I helped you. You also, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. It's because uh, you can never control what people are going through. It, mm-hmm. Now, like I've been doing it long enough that I know, like, I can look at somebody and be like, "Oh, you're just having a bad day." Yeah. Like it's not me. You are gonna hate anything I said, no matter what. Oh. I, even if you agreed with it, you're just having a bad time because that guy slept with your best friend two days ago, and you. <laughs> You guys decided as a couple to come to a comedy show so you could like have a night out or whatever. And they, oh, it just never goes well. Or like you see a couple on a first date and they don't laugh and they're looking at each other the whole time and they're like weird. It's like, oh, that's weird. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. I'd rather you not be here. I honestly, I cannot stand when people bring their first dates to a comedy show. Yeah. Not because. Don't bring first dates to the comedy show. Right. Because they're not going to have fun because they're like, should I laugh at this? Or are you going to be offended that I laugh at this? Yes. It's just. God, way too nervous either have a good time or just go home yeah you know like it's ridiculous but I all, agree. all these books really and then there was a book another book from john um dispensa i'm sorry dr joe joe dispensa mm. i don't know why i said john <laughs> that was so far off but this water is really crazy yeah. <laughs> don't say it like that <laughs> that makes me look real bad what you put in this water oh my god you, who are you so what is this place you mind if i just go lay down for a little while <laughs> i'm so tired oh my god officially there's nothing in the gin and tonic besides gin and Wait, tonic. Wait, this is not water? No. What do you mean? <laughs> this is your idea. Don't throw me under the bus for this. 
<laughs> so I was reading another book um, from Dr. Joe Dispenza talking about evolve your brain. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of meditation and thought-provoking questions and questionnaires to kind of like get your brain, because um, you know you could like reprogram your brain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then I saw on a TikTok, but it was like a legit TikTok, where because <laughs> you know you can see blue check and everything, yeah. Blue check. Yeah, it was yeah, a doctor yeah. on yeah. there, uh-huh. like he yeah, said quantum, yeah. so it got to be real. Yeah. Um, but he said that because they science has proved that um. In a quantum field, something could exist and not exist at the same time. It's true. Okay, good. I'm so glad you're yeah. on the same page. So I don't need to, you know, have train wheels on this conversation. No, no, no. So pretty much if we had a penny and we put it in the back of the couch, it literally is heads and tails at the same time. Schrodinger's until we cat. see it. Exactly. Yeah. So they said the same thing happens in our brain. Mm. Where our brain cells exist and don't exist at the same time. So if we don't have a like a, a synapse or memory going to a particular situation, mm-hmm. then that means um, it we pretty much lose that memory, right? Yeah. So same thing going forward. If we start imagining our future, start putting images because you know you can make our own memory. Our brain and the world and the universe will conspire to make that a real thing. Mm. That's why okay. I paid off my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out you just like robbed a bank or something like that. It's, it's like, paid off, isn't it? <laughs> it's paid off. <laughs> they didn't tell you how. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. The universe never, never tells you how. But you know, you'll oh, yeah. get there. And you're the gonna... student loans, that's my yeah. manifestation. <laughs> that's on me. You're welcome, society. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Um yeah. I definitely think there's there's something to that. It's uh, it helps you to kind of think in a more broad scope sort of way. So like my my background's in psychology. That's what I um and I I think there's a lot of parallels with like what you're talking about with like the quantum theories of of uh thought because people don't we still don't know what thoughts are. Like we can't mm-hmm. find them. So like all this stuff is potentially like 100% accurate. We don't know for sure. Um, but the way that, like, the how you would look at that in psychology is, like, it's about, like, habit forming. It's about, like, okay, if I'm actively thinking about this on a daily basis, you're not forgetting. Like, losing weight, I think, is the, mm-hmm. like, probably the most common example. It's be pretty it's pretty hard to find somebody that's never tried to lose or gain weight in their life facts um mm-hmm. if you're thinking about your life as the size that you want to be every single day then suddenly you're not accidentally you know overeating at a party or you're not accidentally like snacking too much because it's like it's so ingrained it's part of your brain mm-hmm. but to your point about like thoughts existing and not existing at the same time like if you're not bringing those thoughts up mm-hmm. then they don't exist to you because it's yeah. all just perception and you know the funny thing is and i'm so glad you brought that up because it's so true i suffer from ed for a very long ed, ED? not erectile dysfunction okay. uh <laughs> I suffer from uh, ED, yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah. It never works. I just can't get it up. I've never been able to get it up. It. it affects me and everyone I'm with. <laughs> well, I just like the idea that you were confused that women couldn't get boners. 
You're like, <laughs> everyone, all the men I talk to get them. And like, I don't know. I felt like I should have been able to get one. But, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Like, so I started from an eating disorder. I used to. And then I came up with a conclusion where it's just like, well, I don't want to deal with that anymore. And I just stopped. <laughs> it's almost like in How I Met Your Mother with Barney. It's like, I decided to be awesome, and then I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, I am convinced the famous people just decided they were famous, and then everyone was like, that guy's famous, right? And then he was. Exactly. Or like that. Like, I swear to God, that's, that's how there's so many gay men in Hollywood right now. They, they all just decided they're famous, and everyone was like, you're famous now. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Even 6 9 You remember when he was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be the most viewed video that you ever have? Because he said it. Mm -hmm. Boom. Exactly what happened. Like clockwork. Yep. Not, not a fan, by the way. I just it, yeah. He's in jail, right? I don't know. I think he ratted a lot of people and now he's not in jail, which oh. is another manifestation that he did. So listen, oh, anyone yeah, gets they to were, manifest they were, they were joking about him going in witness protection, but he's got so many face tattoos <laughs> that they're like, how the fuck are you going to protect this guy? <laughs> like, everyone he, knows Everyone it. knows who this is. <laughs> and he refused to dye his hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, no, guys, yeah, the yeah, rainbow yeah. is my signature look. That's true. Exactly. It gotta go. Yeah. But like, as soon as you manifest whatever you want, literally, it'll just come true. Yeah. I think one thing to put in there is like, it doesn't mean it's going to come true quickly. And it doesn't mean it's going to come through easily. Ooh, that's where we disagree. Okay. Please. Let me tell you why. Because um, the easy and hard way it comes to you, it depends on the person. Because sometimes you as an individual feel like, well, if I get this, that means I have to work hard for it. Mm -hmm. So you set your own rules into the reality that you want to live. So if you want to be like, oh, I want this, but it's going to come to me eventually, mm -hmm. then of course, eventually it's going to come to you. But then there's a, also a law of repulsion mm -hmm. where the things that doesn't vibrate with the same frequency that you vibrate in will repel from you yeah so sometimes when you're just like let's say you're in like a bad relationship and you're just like but i really want it to work sometimes the universe is like yo let it go mm. you know what i mean because yeah. it's literally pushing that away to give you more give you more room for something else something better trust me i know i have so many exes <laughs> <laughs> and every one of them is better than the last well that's good you're improving so eventually there's always going to be something better. Not saying like you always have to keep looking, but saying like you don't, if you're, if something is, is stepping away from you or doesn't want to be in your presence, yeah. then let it go. Sure. Because, um, and then I was watching this video from, um, Bashir who is like this enlightened, like really enlightened person. And, um, he was talking about how like your everything every choice that you make is is like a, a train station mm. when you go on the train you you leave the station that's your choice eventually when you stay on that that station for a very long time it's going you're far enough where you're not going to be able to go back to something else yeah because you know i've heard so many people who've been like oh I've, I've done comedy so long i don't know what else i'm gonna do yeah like they don't know like they can't jump off and be like i'm gonna be a psychiatrist now like or i'm gonna go back to school or yeah. and I, there have been some who are just like okay i'm in a crossroad now i could either pick the easier life and do something nine to five or i could bet on myself and see where this takes me yeah and i always say bet on yourself because honestly it's it's gonna take you in a place where you're so much better than anything else yeah 
Well, I, I, I think that's kind of where it like gets into uh, the idea of like happiness and how hard it is to like find happiness, especially when you are betting on yourself, right? Like everybody knows at least one or two comedians that have been doing it for a long mm. time and they're mm. not good. Like it's just to your point about the universe pushing them away and they're <laughs> betting on themselves, but it's like, it's, it's tough to be able to be like, no, 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 this isn't, we don't mean you. Like, <laughs> like you can't, you can't you do can that. Stop. You can, buddy, it's, you lost already. You bet, the bet's over. Like, we uh, gave you so many other opportunities. So many other opportunities, so many chances. Um, but it's really like, if they, even if they aren't successful, if they're happy with their situation, mm -hmm. then like, I don't know, hard to blame them. Like we could, we could look at them doing it, uh, for 15 years and be like, from the outside, be like, wow, they should be way better. How are they not like that? How are they doing this still or whatever? But then you talk to them, they're like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I have fun doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so they have these goals. They have these aspirations. They're not going to hit them. Mm -hmm. But they've still found happiness on the way up. And, and that's the best thing that you could do. As long as you're operating at your highest peak yeah. of your happiness, then you're on the right path. Because, yeah, they may always be great. Not everyone's going to be Dave Chappelle. Not sure. everyone's going to be George Carlin. Not everyone's going to be Paul Mooney. There's going to be some who's going to, you know, be the other guy in the back. <laughs> we don't, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. You know, and that's fine because at the end of the day, if they find happiness in that, then that's great. Because my thing is, if you're going to spend for me, if you're going to spend 15 years doing the same act, then are you going to try to improve it? Because if you don't want to improve it, that means you are happy where you are. Right. That means you are hitting or the you're apex. not, and you're fucking miserable as a person. <laughs> we know people like that, too. I know people like that. I know I met a comedian who told, who was trying to convince me not to go to New York. He was just like, don't do it. You're going to hate it. And I'm just like, ugh. Nah, you're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. He failed miserably. Yeah. And I get it. And then it, for him, it was more of a, I'm trying to protect you. But it was like, well, I got talent. And then. <laughs> <laughs> but bet on yourself, man. That's <laughs> it was a difference. It was yeah. a clear difference. Um, But it's, just, it's more of like who we are as people because my thing is I know the time that I put in learning comedy in learning techniques in rehearsing in you know what I mean and then he decided that he was just gonna be I'm gonna go on stage and just be funny mm -hmm. so you didn't want to rewrite you didn't want to work on something you didn't want to buy a microphone and practice <laughs> you didn't want to do any of that you didn't nah. want to buy a notebook <laughs> right right so that's on you and that's what and that's another thing about the self-help books too because you can say whatever you want about self-help books. It's like, oh, it's, it's meaningless, it's whatever. Like, these guys are douchebags. Maybe so, but at the end of the day, it keeps you accountable of your own actions mm -hmm. and then makes you feel like, okay, so what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. Because there's some people who are just like, I love working a nine-to-five. And there's people who are just like, I will slit my throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's self-awareness. It's self -awareness. And I think, yeah. <clears throat> I think for the most part, it's for the most part, comics have pretty good self-awareness. I think it's part of the reason mm -hmm. like why we try to get into comedy is because we like are able to look inward and outward in like a different way mm -hmm. uh, than like the general public. But the general public to that point, I think for the most part, lacks self-awareness. Like they're not really looking inward at like, oh, what am I what did I do to cause this situation? You know? Like yeah. 
Um, it's always, oh, I'm here because this person did this to me. Yeah. I've met so many the guys. Vic- the, the victimhood of, I've dated people like that, where it's just like, every, they're the victim every yeah. time. I like know oh, yeah. people like that. It's just, it's exhausting. It's, it's like, too much. Have you thought about how like you weren't super nice to this person, so they didn't do something <laughs> super nice for you? Like, no, anyway. because you're no. always supposed to be nice to me. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, but no, they don't, and they don't have to, and it's, it's their prerogative as well. Mm-hmm. But then they don't want to see it like that. We're just, you know, again, it's totally fine because it's another thing too. Like the the uni- the universe, and this is something my thought. I didn't read it in the book. It's something I concluded with myself. So you hear a curse. <laughs> uh, I realized that self awareness. Is that self awareness? You know what I mean? I realized that the universe doesn't make mistakes. It just makes everything. Ah, okay. I like that. Like everything. It makes everything from what we perceive as bad to what we perceive as good. Yeah. It makes everything. So it depends on you as a person where you want to fall in that category. Right. Oh, yeah. So speaking of. Yeah. I'm looking at your life. Great. (laughs) In shambles. I don't want to project, (laughs) but what do you think you need help on? What do I think I need help on? Um, I think, uh, general less awkwardness. I think, uh, I think I could be like warmer to people. I like, if I get a read on someone where I'm like, oh, you're going to be annoying. I can get cold really quickly. Um, so like a general, a general more like acceptance of other people. Do you, okay. So I feel like we first need to real. Uh, figure out why do you get cold when you find someone that is annoying yeah <laughs> let's dig deep uh, to your childhood yeah. i think i uh what i don't, even, I don't even know if it's my childhood it might just be bad genes thanks parents <laughs> um no i i think like if we want to dive deep into that i think it is because i like i am a planner definitely i'm the oldest in my family mm. like i like to be in control i'm a planner like all this other stuff and so like i if um, if there's a problem in my life, I don't procrastinate. I try to get it taken care of as quickly as possible. So when I'm talking to somebody that is, uh, like that, I think is going to be annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are a problem to be solved. And that problem oh. is to be cold so I can get out of the conversation because I'm like, all right, you're going to be annoying. Well, it's more like the solution is to be cold. So you could be like, oh, yes. I'm just going to leave. Right. But what makes them annoying and what is annoying? Like them needing mm. help? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, Not saying much, but I did yeah. see that your arm crossed and your legs are crossed. Yeah, least, like yeah, you yeah. are I'm defensive thinking. right now, but no, it's no, no, fine. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's really cold in here. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's very warm in this apartment right now. Um. Yeah. yeah. Open up, man. Let me open up. Open, Let me up. open my body. Open my mind. I gotta. Uh. <laughs> I read so many books. You cannot hide I know, anything I know, from I know. me. <laughs> like I said, I went to school for psychology. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> um. What is annoying? Yeah. Uh. I. Okay. So at a show last night, audience member. He was a great laugher the whole time. I went up to him after the show, and I was just like, thank you for being a great audience member. You were fucking awesome. He was laughing really loud the whole time. And I thought it was going to be like a slower 
or like a quicker conversation. It's just going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You live in the city. Oh yeah. I'd love you. Love for you to come or here every week, blah, blah, blah. Like standard shit. Yeah. But then he wanted to like stay and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, oh no, I need to get out of here so I can go to all these other people. I felt like I had other tasks that I needed to get done. He was in the way of me getting those tasks done because what if those other people left? I wouldn't have a chance Mm. to like talk to them and try to get them to come to the show. But really like, this is the sort of perspective that like nobody's going to know for sure. If I stayed and kind of talked with that guy for a little longer, like, Maybe he would have followed me on Instagram. Maybe mm-hmm. he would look up this podcast. Maybe he would, and he'd be worth so much more to me than like the chance that I like maybe got one or two other, like said thank you to one or two other people, mm-hmm. you know? So like I very, I get annoyed when I feel like people are preventing me from doing one of my plans, mm. something I had already planned to do. I have an issue oh. like pivoting on plans if I feel like my plan was a good plan, you know? So there's another book. Uh, called <laughs> the power of now. Okay. Um, because I do understand being in that situation. Because I, um, when I used to run a show in, in uh, Florida, it's called Gigi's Music Cafe. It's a beautiful venue. Beautiful venue. I w- that was the hard part letting that one go, because I let it go to like someone else, and then they just mm. let it go to shambles. Ugh. <laughs> it's fine. It was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster <laughs> without me. But it was just like. I understand being in a situation where you're just like, yo, I'm a host. I need to talk to everybody. And you're preventing me from that. But at the same time, in the book, The Power of Now, it lets you realize that you're living in the moment. Right now, you have a moment with this one audience member. Maybe there's another audience member that you want to connect to. But at this very moment, the universe is always conspiring to make things work for you. Mm. It could be a situation where that audience member was going to follow you, follow the podcast, share it to his people and stuff like that. His cousin's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, and you're like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, I could have paid off my college debt. You know, and then you just cut it right off. Yep, I did. So what I've learned in my research is to live every moment to to its peak meaning like if this audience member wants to talk to you then let them talk to you or if you really feel like you want to end this conversation then politely be like man thank you so much for coming out i hope to see you next week i'm gonna go out right now but that is what i did mm, so i'm not when i say cold i'm not like all right man get the fuck out of here like we've we've been talking for too long man like i can't take it anymore yeah no 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 but it's like it is you know um after that i was like oh man he could have been like a real fan and Mm. but it didn't really hit me until after i'd already talked to all the other people that just kind of like brushed me off and i was like fuck i should have talked to the dude that was like excited to to talk talk to to me yeah because i i noticed especially in my um my instagram that it started growing as soon as i started interacting with people on Mm. like my like once you the interaction is what people want yeah because it shows you it gives you humanity it gives you connection and it makes you relate to them in a human level yeah and this could be something as simple as liking what they said or being like oh you're silly or just giving an emoji that alone would just take it far. And it, and of course, the funny thing is, so many like um, social media gurus would be like, oh, interact, yada, 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 which you should. But then I'm taking it, in, taking it on a, like a, 
I guess like a more spiritual level where it's like I want to interact with this person because I want to share a moment with them. Mm. You know what I mean? And then that's another reason why I started like seeing looking people's in their eyes because it's more of a romantic part of part me. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like imagine like us in another another universe uh like a, a parallel universe where we were just like the deepest lovers so i'm just like at least in this world we had a moment to share yeah eye contact you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it, it was like this hard deep sci-fi type bullshit but at the same time it meant something for me bringing it full circle it's like it's, a, <laughs> it's all connected man it's all connected <laughs> On that note, um, I need you to get the fuck out of here because I'm done with this conversation. You're so cold I'm right now. so <laughs> done with talking to you and talking about this topic. Um, no, this was awesome. I could talk to you forever. I do have to go, though, because okay, I have shows. Um, but what was the other thing? You mentioned at the very beginning the other thing that you're like really into. Um, it was sci-fi, self-help, and then... I'm going to have you back on because we're going to remember what this is eventually. Um, It'll be the third May Durand kind of an expert episode. May, where could people find you? They could find me on all social media platforms. Uh, The main accounts are Instagram, which is my name, May, M-A-Y underscore Durand, D-U-R-A-N-D. I like to tell people it's like Kevin Durant, but it's D because we don't have money. And... So no T. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the D. Um, and then of course uh, you can follow me on TikTok, which is Open Mic Hero, all one word. Awesome. Follow me as always at Corey T Comedy on all social media. And then if you're in New York City, come to Ope a Comedy Show uh, every Thursday in the East Village. May's done it what three times? Like, yeah, it was fun. Bunch of times. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun show. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, but thank you for doing this. We'll do another one soon. Thank you. Thank you.